Hello everyone and welcome to my A to Z of musicals, letter I. And I'll start off by saying that it's been quite hard this week to find people whose surname begins with the letter I. Plenty of shows, plenty of musical films, but not quite so many people. But there's loads for us to talk about, so let's get started with our journey through the letter I. My first musical, beginning with the letter I, is the incredible In The Heights music and lyrics by the phenomenal Lin-Manuel Miranda. And whilst researching my podcast for today, I've been re-listening to the original Broadway cast recording of In The Heights. And it really is electric. What a magnificent show. Oh my God, it's got so much energy and um, electricity. It's just amazing. I saw this show in London in the um, Off West End production at the King's Cross Theatre. I saw it twice actually in 2016 and it just blew me away and I could not get enough of it. I wanted to see it over and over actually um, and I'm desperately hoping that a new production will be staged soon but we have got the film version due out this year actually on the 11th of June 2021 and uh, I'll talk about that in a moment. The stage production came first and this actually was the first full show that Lin-Manuel Miranda ever worked on actually when he was a student at uh, the Wesleyan University. He was working on a project and this show became an 80 minute one act production that ran just for three nights, three performances in 1999. Uh, it has had so many revisions and, and tweaks and changes that actually Lin-Manuel says that there have been seven versions of this before you got the final version that was on Broadway. The off-Broadway production was in 2007 and this was the first musical really uh, that was written, scored and performed by Hispanic artists to ever reach Broadway. It, uh, it's fantastic, what a great um, diverse production and creative team. Music and lyrics by Lin-Manuel Miranda and book by Kira Alegria Hudes, and I hope I'm pronouncing that properly. The show went on to a huge success and uh, was nominated actually for 13 Tony Awards. It won four, including Best Musical. You can't really ask for more than that, can you, on your very first show? In the Heights is set in Washington Heights. And in fact, that's the opening line of the show, lights up on Washington Heights. Washington Heights is the centre for New York's Hispanic and especially its Dominican community. And Lin-Manuel starred in the um, Broadway production 
as Busnavi, the main central character of the show. And he has a line which kind of, I think, reflects his incredible talent for writing. Um, he says, my syntax is highly complicated. It really is. Uh, he's just an incredible writer. Unbelievable. The original Broadway cast has some fantastic people in, who, many who have gone on actually to bigger and, and greater things. Um, Andrea Burns was in that production. Mandy Gonzalez, who's gone on to be Elphaba. Christopher Jackson was in that production. Uh, he was in the original Broadway cast of Lion King actually as well. He then went on to star in Hamilton as the original George Washington. And he has a, a small part actually, a cameo in the upcoming film version of In the Heights, along with Lin-Manuel Miranda. And in real life, they're really good friends. So it's quite nice to see the two of them in uh, a small scene together. The team around the Broadway production included Alex Lacamoire as musical director, Andy Blankenbuehler as choreographer, and Thomas Kale as director. And Lin-Manuel found in these people uh, a great collaborative partnership because they went on then to work together on Hamilton, of course. Also in the original Broadway cast of In the Heights, uh, along with um, Lin-Manuel, was Priscilla Lopez, who'd been the original Diana Morales in A Chorus Line on Broadway. And the fabulous Karen Olivo, who has most recently been Santine in the Broadway production Moulin Rouge. She also uh, won a Tony Award for Best Featured Actress in a Musical for West Side Story in 2009, the um, revival, 2009 revival. And in fact, she played the part of Anita. She's the first and only female to have won an, uh, a Tony Award for any production of West Side Story. Isn't that unbelievable? Um, other people were nominated. Debbie Allen and Josie de Guzman were nominated. Um, and uh, Carol Lawrence was nominated in the original Broadway production as well, but none of them won. More people still in that Broadway uh, original cast. We had Javier Munoz, who went on to be alternate um, Alexander Hamilton in the original production, as well as Joshua Henry, who now we've seen um, in shows like Carousel. And uh, Krista Rodriguez was in that production. She then, uh, she also starred in the TV musical series Smash, the second series as Anna. So amazing people in that show, absolutely brilliant. And uh, this show really is just like a joyous celebration of love and life with themes like home and community being central to the story. I didn't come across Lin-Manuel Miranda at the time of In the Heights. In fact, it was in 2012 when I first encountered him in a Disney film at the cinema, actually, uh, a film called The Odd Life of Timothy Green. And I don't know if you've seen this film. It's, I love this film. 
Um, it's a proper family magical film, but um, Lin-Manuel just has a small role as Reggie, but it, he caught my eye in that film. And also the same year, 2012, he performed in an encore staged concert version of one of my absolute favourite Stephen Sondheim musicals, Merrily We Roll Along. And there is a, a cast recording of this concert. It was recorded at the New York City Centre and Lin-Manuel plays the part of Charlie Kringus. He's brilliant in this. It's my preferred recording of Merrily We Roll Along and uh, again it just shows his versatility. I I just think this man is an absolute genius. He's a, an amazing composer and producer but also politically he is active in supporting the things that he really believes in and I admire him so much. Um, so of course in 2015, we had the mega hit, the phenomenon that is Hamilton. And I'm not really going to say much about that because there are so many other podcasts out there that do it better. But Hamilton was just uh, massive, wasn't it? Well, it still is. It's a huge, had a huge reaction and response. And... Uh, I just think it's an amazing production. I've seen it three times in the West End. Um, one of the things, I suppose, about that show that feels different than going to a musical at the theatre is it's a little bit more like going to a concert. Now, that's not because of the show, but because of the audience's reaction. Um, the audience scream and cheer and applaud at the end of each song in a way that kind of makes you feel that you're in an arena at a pop concert or something on a huge scale and it kind of added to the experience actually of going to to see the show. Hamilton had the script as well as music and lyrics written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, and this show earned the Pulitzer Prize for Drama. And uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda has been uh, awarded so many different things, Grammys and Emmys and um, the Pulitzer Prize. He hasn't had an Oscar yet. He's had an Oscar nomination, but there are so many films coming up and things that he's working on that I don't think it will be very long for he's an EGOT um, winner because, uh, of course, he's won the Tony as well. Um, he's done other musicals. Bring It On, the musical, based on the cheerleading uh, film. And that's actually going to be on a UK tour this year. It was meant to tour before the uh, first national lockdown. And uh, that will be touring around the UK in 2021, I believe. Uh, Lin-Manuel then had a one-day opportunity. How great is this? He, the first musical he saw on Broadway was Les Mis. So in January of 2016, he had the chance to sing off stage the tiny cameo role of the loud hailer, the announcer. 
and uh, he actually managed to, to do that so he can now be credited with a performance in Les Miserables. In 2018, he starred in the wonderful Disney film Mary Poppins Returns and I will be talking about that when I get to the letter M but he starred as Jack Lamplighter along with the wonderful Emily Blunt as Mary Poppins. A few more um, mentions. He's just finished his portrayal of Lee Scoresby in the BBC TV adaptations of Philip Pullman's novels, um, his Dark Materials, and uh, he's in the first two seasons of that absolutely brilliant TV drama. If you haven't watched that, it's definitely worth a watch. And he's done quite a bit of work, or is currently doing quite a bit of work, with Disney. He's recorded four new songs with Alan Menken for the live-action remake of The Little Mermaid. And he's working on a new Disney animated musical called Encanto. And he's also um, directing and producing um, a film version of the Jonathan Larson musical Tick, Tick, Boom. And I'm sure there are a million other things that he's involved in as well. This man is just a, a workaholic. He's uh, absolutely passionate about musical theatre and I think he's an absolute legend. And so we have the In The Heights film to look forward to later this year, 2021. And the main lead role of Usnavi is played by Anthony Ramos, who of course we saw in the original production of Hamilton. Incidentally, also in this uh, version is Daphne Rubin-Vega, who stars as Daniela. She was in the original cast of Rent on Broadway and actually had a small part in uh, the TV series Smash as well. Lin-Manuel plays the Piragua guy and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that performance. Just as a final word about In the Heights, the production that I saw in 2016 at the King's Cross Theatre, uh, an off-West End production, directed by Luke Shepherd, had some fantastic performers in it. And again, a bit like the Broadway original cast, many of them have gone on to do other amazing things. Um, Sam McKay played as Navi brilliantly. Christina Alado was Vanessa. She's now in uh, The Prince of Egypt in, at the Dominion Theatre. Jocasta Armgill, who I saw during lockdown, actually, in the Hope Mill Theatre production of Rent. The fabulous David Bedella starred as Kevin. He's done great shows, such as Jerry Springer, uh, The Opera, and... He's currently in and Juliet, along with Aaron Blur-Mangit, who's also in this production. Um, I saw Gabriella Garcia, who's gone on to star as Maria in the Royal Exchange production of West Side Story. Uh, just some amazing people. I also actually saw Amy Atkinson as Daniela in one of the performances. She's uh, gone on to be in six and currently Pretty Woman. And the other Daniela that I saw was Philippa Stefani, 
fantastic performer. I've seen her since in uh, Rent as Mimi, and she's recently played Gloria Estefan in On Your Feet. So these shows are giving performers brilliant opportunities to grow and develop their skills and go on to future successes. So there you go. In the Heights, in my mind, an absolutely brilliant show. I haven't been able to find a musical's legend whose name begins with the letter I. So please, if you know anyone or can think of anyone whose surname begins with the letter I, let me know. There are plenty of people whose first name begins with the letter I, uh, including Irving Berlin and Edina Menzel and many, many more. So let me know if you can think of anyone. I do have, though, a, a performer who I have always had fond regards for, and that is the American actor Burl Ives. Now, Burl Ives lived from 1909 to 1995, and the two biggest impacts that he had on my life were his performances in the Disney films So Dear to My Heart in 1949 and Summer Magic in 1963. And I'll mention those in a second. But actually, prior to those, he did have quite a number of Broadway roles. I wasn't aware that he was in the 1938-39 production of The Boys from Syracuse. And also, later on in 1951, he starred on Broadway in Paint Your Wagon. The film So Dear to My Heart released in 1949, is the story of a young boy who adopts a baby lamb and it's set on a farm. And Walt Disney, the producer of the film, did say that this was one of his favourite Disney films because it reminded him of his childhood with his brother Roy on the farm. The boy actor playing in the film was Bobby Driscoll, who went on then to voice... Peter Pan in the 1953 Disney classic. In the film So Dear to My Heart, Burl Ives sings the famous 17th century song Lavender Blue Dilly Dilly. This was arranged by Larry Morey and Elliot Daniel and actually was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Song. In 1963, Burl Ives starred along with Hayley Mills and Dorothy McGuire in the family film Summer Magic. He played the part of Osh Popham and this was one of the earliest Disney musicals actually with songs by, of course, Richard M and Robert B. Sherman. And the song that is the standout from this film and still well known today is the song Ugly Bug Ball. That was the first time I ever came across Burl Ives. I remember watching this film and listening to him singing and just being entranced by it. So there you go, Burl Ives. My next musical is Irene. Irene was on Broadway in 1919, so over 100 years ago. And it's a kind of a Cinderella story where Irene is the central character and at the time that this was produced on Broadway, it became the longest-running musical, 
with 675 performances. It was um, had a book by James Montgomery, music by Harry Tierney, and lyrics by Joseph McCarthy. And the main central role of Irene O'Dare was played by uh, a West End actress called Edith Day. And in fact, Edith Day did become the first lady of West End musicals. She performed in shows such as Rosemary, The Desert Song and Showboat, uh, to name just a few. Edith Day, in fact, had a cocktail named after her with dry gin, grapefruit juice, sugar and an egg white. The Edith Day. <laughs> um, the show Irene was successful and then went over to the West End. And then in 1923, it was revived on Broadway with Dale Winter in the role of Irene. And then it was seven, it was 50 years later, sorry, uh, when Debbie Reynolds performed as Irene in the next Broadway production. And this was because there'd been uh, a 1971 successful production of No No Nanette. And this production encouraged producers to um, revive some of the traditional musicals. So Debbie Reynolds made her Broadway debut in this show as Irene, and the show was directed by Gower Champion. Also in the cast, interestingly, was Debbie Reynolds' daughter, Carrie Fisher. The show ran for 604 performances, and then the show went to London again in 1976. Irene has actually um, been made into a 1940 film by RKO and it was very popular at the time um, although it's dated now with Anna Neagle as Irene and also including Ray Milan and George S. Irving as Madame Lucy. George S. Irving interestingly had quite a Broadway career including performances in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, Bells Are Ringing, Irma La Douce, Me and My Girl, and On Your Toes. So there we have Irene. For my next musical, I've chosen the 1955 MGM movie musical, It's Always Fair Weather. And this film was initially imagined to be a sequel to On the Town, which starred Gene Kelly, Frank Sinatra and Jules Munshin as three sailors, with the idea that they would then meet up ten years later. Um, screenplay for It's Always Fair Weather was by Betty Comden and Adolph Green again. But actually, it was decided that that wasn't going to work, partly because Frank Sinatra and Jules Munshin weren't available at the time. So It's Always Fair Weather starred instead Gene Kelly, Dan Daly, who was an MGM standard actor, and Michael Kidd. Now, Michael Kidd was already well known for his choreography. In fact, the year before this, in 1954, he choreographed the wonderful Seven Brides for Seven Brothers film. And in fact, later in 1955, after It's Always Fair Weather, he went on to choreograph the film version of 
Guys and Dolls, a super talented choreographer and dancer, Michael Kidd. And you can see how great he is in some of the routines. Um, Gene Kelly famously co-directed this film with Stanley Donan and they didn't get along. It didn't work well and that was the end of their pairing together. But there are some wonderful things in this film. There is an amazing dance routine where the three men dance with dustbin lids or trash can lids on their feet and it's really fantastic to watch. And my favourite scene, I think, from this film is the roller skating routine that Gene Kelly does to the song I Like Myself. Uh, such an amazing uh, dancer and a creative mind that he had. Just as, a, as an aside in this film, we had Sid Charisse, who once again was dubbed, this time by Carol Richards, and also the super glamorous Dolores Gray, who sings one of the best songs in the film, Thanks a Lot But No Thanks. So there you go, it's always fair weather. In 1962, we saw the birth of a musical theatre legend, the 19-year-old Barbara Streisand made her Broadway debut in I Can Get It For You Wholesale. This show opened at the Schubert Theatre on Broadway in the David Merrick production, and it was the story, really, about a garment industry. And Barbara Streisand played the secretary to the main lead character, Harry Bogan, he was a garment maker, she gave a scene-stealing performance as secretary, Miss Marmelstein. And uh, she was actually nominated for a Tony Award as Best Featured Actress. Wow. The show was directed by Arthur Lawrence with music by Harold Rome, Libretto by Jerome Weidman, who actually had written the 1937 novel that this show was based upon. The character of Harry Bogan, the male lead, was played by Elliot Gould. And actually, this is where Barbara Streisand and Elliot Gould first met. And they were married in 1963, the following year, and uh, were married for eight years together. Jerome Robbins knew of Barbara Streisand's work from having seen this show and so he called her for an audition subsequently for Funny Girl because he was the initial director but not the final director of the stage production of Funny Girl. So a star is born, Barbara Streisand in I Can Get It For You Wholesale. All right, so the world of musical theatre and musical films can lead to a difference of opinions and different views, and that's great because, as I always say, um, we appreciate different things, and I might love something and somebody else might hate it. My next musical is a show that I know there is a huge amount of love for, and that's Into the Woods, and this is by the legend that is Stephen Sondheim, music and lyrics, both by Steve Sondheim. My lovely friend, May, 
and I have talked about this show many times and she just thinks that I haven't yet seen the right production and she's steering me many times towards watching the Regent's Park um, production with Jenna Russell and Hannah Waddingham from 2010. Um, I will, I promise May, that I will watch and I want to love this show but for some reason I get stuck at the halfway point um, when I feel that the story's kind of been told. Now, don't jump down my throat. I know that that's not the case. I'm just working my way through it. So, this show had um, a libretto and direction by James Lapine, and it intertwines all those wonderful fairy tale stories uh, from the Brothers Grimm. And it started out actually in San Diego in 1986 before leading to Broadway with 765 performances on Broadway. And of course, in that cast was the incredible Bernadette Peters. Uh, audiences really embraced this musical and uh, there have been quite a number of uh, performances and revivals around the world. There was the 1998 London Revival with the magnificent Claire Burt and Jenna Russell as Cinderella and Sheridan Smith as Red Riding Hood. There was the 2002 Revival on Broadway with the fabulous Vanessa Williams and Laura Benanti as Cinderella. Um, the show has brilliant songs in it. Giants in the Sky, on the steps of the palace, agony, wonderful music, of course. Um, the original London production in 1990 starred Julia McKenzie as the witch with Ian Bartholomew, and he's such a great actor, as the baker, with Imelda Staunton as the baker's wife, Clive Carter as the wolf. And of course, I've jumped around those productions, I think, partly because I haven't really seen any of them. I didn't get the chance to watch Joanna Gleeson and Bernadette Peters and Chip Zine. I would really love to have seen them. It's not the same for me. I don't feel it's the same watching a filmed version of a production from years ago. Uh, it's, it's obviously, you know, it's better to see the real thing. I did see the 2014 Rob Marshall directed film for Disney with Meryl Streep as the witch, Anna Kendrick, um, Emily Blunt, the wonderful Emily Blunt, uh, who went on, of course, to star as Mary Poppins in Mary Poppins Returns. Fabulous, uh, fabulous performers. I'm waiting and hoping that I find uh, my way into this because I found that with other shows in the past, you know, sometimes it takes me a while. I remember when I first saw Miss Saigon, in fact, the first two times I saw Miss Saigon, I'm surprised I ever went back really because I just couldn't get into it. And then suddenly it just clicked together and maybe that's what I need. I need a brilliant production of Into the Woods. But for those of you who love it, uh, this is a great Stephen Sondheim musical and I am happy to include it in my A to Z of musicals. My next musical is Irma La Douce 
And this started as a French musical opening in Paris in 1956, where actually it ran for four years. A couple of years later, in 1958, a London production opened with Keith Michel and Clive Revel and Elizabeth Seale as Irma, who was a Parisian prostitute. It's a love story, really, and uh, the London production opened in the West End and ran for over 1,000 performances. So it was a hit in London and in Paris. The book and lyrics for Irma Laduce were written by Alexandre Breffaut with music by Marguerite Monod. And uh, the show then went to Broadway in 1960. Keith Michel, Clive Revel and Elizabeth Seal from the London production transferred and continued, uh, reprised their roles there. The show ran for 524 performances and actually Elizabeth Seal won a Tony Award for Best Actress in a Musical. Elliot Gould was also in that production. I mentioned him just uh, earlier when I was talking about I Can Get It For You Wholesale. Choreography for the Broadway production by the fabulous Honor White. This show led then to a successful film version in 1963. The romantic comedy was made without the songs though. All the songs were cut. It was directed by Billy Wilder, starring Shirley MacLaine and Jack Lemmon. And actually, they had just had great success in 1960 with the film The Apartment. Um, Irma Laduce was a very popular film. And in fact, it was the fifth highest grossing film of 1963. Uh, it won an Academy Award for Best Score by Andre Previn. And interestingly, um, the film was originally meant to have Marilyn Monroe in the part of Irma LaDuce. Uh, sadly, she died and was unable to be involved in this production. Irma LaDuce. Now, a musical theatre performer who is enjoying lots of success at the moment is James Monroe Iglehart. And he's been a lover of musical theatre throughout his life. He actually um, directed a, a small production of Bat Boy the Musical back in 2005. And if you don't know that show, it's one to, to check out. It's got an absolutely brilliant score and it's great fun. Uh, James Monroe Iglehart performed on Broadway in 2007 as a replacement going into the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. But it was in 2009 when he was able to or originate his first role of Bobby in the musical Memphis. And uh, it, this was kind of a, an opening for him because he was spotted and was then cast as the genie in Disney's 2014 Broadway production of Aladdin, based obviously on the Disney classic film. And uh, James Monroe Iglehart actually won 
a Tony Award for his fantastic and energetic performance as the genie in Aladdin. Following that, he was involved in a production of The Wiz off-Broadway, and then in 2017, he took over in the role of Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson in Hamilton. Of course, these were roles originated by David Diggs. Most recently, he was performing at the Delacourt Theatre in Central Park for the tryouts of Disney's Hercules, an off-Broadway production with um, James Monroe Wigglehart as Phil. The music and lyrics were by Alan Menken and David Zippel, again, as in the uh, 1997 Disney cartoon film of Hercules. The cast for this outdoor production included Jelani Aladdin, who had starred on Broadway in the 2018 Frozen original production as Christoph. Uh, also in this production was Roger Bart as Hades. And uh, he incidentally had sung the role of Hades, uh, sorry, the role of Hercules in the 1997 animated film. He sang the wonderful song Go the Distance which was nominated for an Oscar and a Golden Globe. So, James Monroe Iglehart, there you go. My final musical for this episode is the relatively new contemporary musical, If Then, with music by Tom Kitt and lyrics by Brian Yorkey, this wonderful pair that had already brought us next to normal. And the show opened, uh, well, it had its world premiere, in fact, in Washington, D.C. in 2013, and was directed by Michael Grief, who had actually directed the original uh, off-Broadway and Broadway production of Rent. And of course, If Then was a, a vehicle really for one of the stars of Rent, one of my absolute favourite musical theatre stars, I think a living legend, the phenomenally talented Idina Menzel. And Idina had worked with Michael Grief and her co-star actually from If Then, Anthony Rapp, back in 1995, right from the beginnings of the Rent workshops. Uh, Idina Menzel originated the role of Maureen in Rent and she was also involved in the 2005 film of that show. Um, in fact, she was nominated for her first Tony Award for Rent as well. So, you know, to get Idina Menzel to come along and be a part of this new musical was a huge coup. If then transferred to Broadway in 2014 and actually ran for 401 performances. Adina Menzel starred with James Snyder and uh, Anthony Rapp, La Chance, and Jen Colella, who's actually had huge success recently in Come From Away. This show actually led to Adina Menzel's third Tony nomination. She actually won 
Her second nomination, which was for the role of Elphaba in Wicked, she won um, at the 2004 Tony Awards. The show itself received quite mixed reviews. Um, not the cast. The cast were praised, uh, highly praised, particularly Adina Menzel. But the story itself was confusing and uh, you can see why really. It's the story of uh, a newly divorced Elizabeth who returns to New York to restart her life and a point comes where there are two paths for her life that she could take and the show actually follows both possible paths of her life and splits into two parallels. Um, so it is confusing, but it has got some stonking songs in it. The uh, cast recording uh, is really good and there are some amazing songs, particularly that showcase the fabulous voice of Adina Menzel. So there we have If Then, 2014 Broadway show. So we've reached that point in my podcast where I reflect on Who've I missed, if anybody? And uh, we haven't talked about the show Imagine This or the concept album for the In Between musical with music and lyrics by Laura Tisdall. And that's a brilliant, brilliant concept album. Uh, we haven't talked about uh, the fabulous costume designer Irene, not to be confused with Irene Sharaf. A uh, completely different person, but Irene designed costumes for Easter Parade, the Harvey Girls, the Pirate, and gowns for Ginger Rogers in Shall We Dance? Uh, and of course, we've not talked about Dana Ivey or uh, Rachel Eisen and the fabulous Jeremy Irons, who starred in the original London cast of Godspell back in 1971 as well as voicing the villainous Scar in The Lion King in 1994. And that is the end of our journey through the letter I. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, why don't you leave me a review on wherever you listen to your podcast. And until next time, when we look at all things beginning with the letter J, have a Doris day. Bye.